when the world told, oh, now we are in our biggest point because creations are coming up, art is flourishing, everything is going better, then the world realizes, oh, a second world war came. And then they realize the answer is not enough. Because the same mistake that the church made, which was leading us into the first world war, was the same mistake that we just made on the second world war. And this has to point us to where the real solution is. The real solution is not in the church. The real solution is not in ourselves. But the real solution is in Christ alone. Amen. And that's something that we have to remember in this anime. We have to be aware of that. What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Adonime Podcast, where we watch anime with the redemptive eyes of a Christian believer. My name is Manny. And my name is Evas. And welcome to another episode, and this time of a flag review for the anime Vinland Saga. So for this episode, we're really excited because we brought back uh, one of our guests that was here before on the episode of Cyberpunk. And so we've brought back Mike, our brother in Christ, and we're very excited to have him. How's it going, Mike? Hi, everybody. It's Michael. As Manny said, you may remember me from the Cyberpunk episode. Um, I said I was going to be back, and I am. So <laughs> to this today. That's right. So we're very excited. It's going to be it's going to be a good episode. And um, so yeah, let's get right to it. Um, so just a real quick reminder for flag reviews. We're going to be rating the anime with three flags, either a green flag, which means the anime has lots of Christian values that we can learn from, a yellow flag, which means a Christian believer should watch with discretion, and red flag, which means it has very little to no Christian values that we can learn from. And flag reviews contain no spoilers. So I'm going to go over the synopsis for Vinland Saga, and it goes like this. Young Thorfinn grew up listening to the stories of old sailors that had traveled the ocean and reached the place of legend, Vinland. It's said to be warm and fertile, a place where there would be no need for fighting, not at all like the frozen village in Iceland where he was born, and certainly not like his current life as a mercenary. War is his home now, though his father once told him you have no enemies. Nobody does. There is nobody who it's okay to hurt. As he grew, Thorfinn knew that nothing was further from the truth. The war between England and the Danes grows worse with each passing year. Death has become commonplace and the Viking mercenaries are loving every moment of it. Allying with either, with either side will cause a massive swing in the balance of power and the Vikings are happy to make names for themselves and take any spoils they earn along the way. Among the chaos, Thorfinn must take his revenge and kill Askeladd, the man who murdered his father. The only paradise for the Vikings, it seems, is the era of war and death that rages on. So, let's start with Sir Sebas. Give us your points. Give us what you've learned, the good things that you've learned, and the bad things that you see from this anime, and tell us how you would flag Vinland Saga. 
Well, before I give my flag and stuff, I would like to talk about the rating first. My bad. And <laughs> in this case, <laughs> and in this case, a uh, Vinland Saga is rated R. Now, this means that it's 17 and up. Now, I'd like to ask you guys first, Manny, Mikey, what do you guys think about the uh, rated R? Is that a good rating for this anime? Or would you guys think that uh, it should be rated uh, on a different way? Yeah. Yeah, rated R is definitely on point. There's a lot of blood, a lot of cursing and violence, and it's it's a lot of war. Yeah, definitely rated R is a good age. Yeah, I would have to agree. I, I think that's a that's a good age. Um, there's like Manny said, there's a lot of violence in this, and I think also there's a lot of beliefs and ideals in this. Um, and like just like mental pondering that you know you would need to be mature to really understand and, and grasp the, the, I guess, the deepness of it, you know, and, and not be swayed, you know, by just any any little phrase or, or thought. So, yeah, I agree. A hundred percent agree with you guys. And uh, Mikey basically talk, uh, took my words. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the most important things that we have to consider in this anime is not only what it shows, but also what values it promotes or what values it teaches. And when we talk about the kind of values that Vinland Saga is promoting, then I will say, oh, you have to be mature in order for you to uh, understand and not only to understand, but to discern uh, how to process this anime. Yeah, because and, it, you can easily be swayed by how they think, especially because in this anime, it touches on criticism towards christianity mm -hmm. and if you don't have that wisdom to discern that you know this is all based off one point of view from people who are in my opinion crazy out of their minds <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's there's that as well yeah yes there's a little bit of everything um because up to a certain point we can understand what they're going through or what they want uh, we agree a hundred percent that not all the time everything that was done was the correct thing to do, but on the other side, that doesn't that doesn't mean that it was okay that that happened. So when we talk about this anime, there are a couple of things that I, I'd like to point out, and the the first is this anime was a little bit difficult for me to watch, not because it had a um, a lot of values or because it was a uh, really bloody or uh, as in different uh, episodes i've said there are animals that are hard because of the content that they have in this case i think vinland saga was difficult to me because it's too slow <laughs> <laughs> it's too slow so there is too much uh, dialogue there is too much um, scenes that sometimes they seem unnecessary to me and uh, it, it was hard for me to process it but in the whole at the end of the day i really like how they are trying to build up this image or how to build up this story about the main character Torfin. so what i think the mangaka or the author is doing it's giving us a wide idea of what his context was, his reasoning, uh, how his mind started to change or how he, his mindset starts to be formed 
And I think up to a certain point, that is awesome. Because you can refer to all the past episodes to the point where you can say, oh, so that's where he started to think this way or that's how he started to change his mindset. So I think it's really cool that they give us that many details about uh, the world of Thorfinn. But at the same time, sometimes it's a little bit difficult because it's too much information. It's too slow. So sometimes you feel tired and dizzy after watching the episodes. Yeah, Venom Saga is definitely a slow cooker type yes. of anime. When, they for... they marinate it and they cook yeah. it and all these details. And they, it's, yeah, it's very detailistic. I mean, for me, I, I feel like that. I, I see it as a positive thing, at least for me, you know, that's obviously that's opinion based, but. Um, a lot of the stuff that I actually have in my notes is actually in those, you know, little dialogue scenes and, and stuff. I think that was one of the best things about this anime. But, you know, it's all opinion. No, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's something bad. But that is something that you have to consider if you like that type of anime. Because yeah. if you don't like that much dialogue, then I like dialogue, but I think this anime was... A little bit too much. <laughs> so it took me time. Uh, believe me, it was hard to me to work from nine to five. And then I should be getting to my home. I Because I usually go to church activities and stuff. And I usually get to my home around nine, ten, sometimes eleven. And watching one episode, dude, I was done <laughs> with just one episode. <laughs> so I had to be consistent on this anime in order to watch it. Because I will feel tired and I wouldn't... I, it's not like I wouldn't continue it, but it was difficult for me to watch more than one episode a night. It was it was difficult for you to be in the right mindset to be able to watch it in the right, like, you know, time. And your body is just exhausted and you're watching it right before bed. It's like, you know, exactly. it's, it's very <laughs> difficult. Yeah, so I it, think with, with this anime specifically, like there's a. You have to be very focused to 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 fully get everything that it like um that it offers out of it. Um, exactly, yeah. and it happened to me that I fell asleep in one of the episodes, and I had to rewatch the whole thing because the next episode I wouldn't understand <laughs> it. So I had yeah. to go back and rewatch everything. So this is a type of anime that you have to consider. Uh, watch with uh, all your energy because yes you will need it and i think it was really cool how they started developing uh, the characters and one of the characters that we know about the most or that we hear about the most that sadly is not there anymore and i'm saying this because it was on the intro it's a uh, torfin's father and i really got to like this character because he started to see the world on a different way that it was completely different to how the rest of the Vikings was uh, seeing it. And it's because Taurus found something that was more important than war than continue on the world of war that the Vikings were going through. I think that the example that he gave to his son, the example that he left uh, for his family, the example that he just put over there, is what will guide Thorfinn in the rest of his, of his adventure. And to be honest, that is the main reason why I want to continue this anime. Because I think that that example was so good set. 
on how a real warrior is that I really, really, really think that this is going to be a game changer in, in, in the letter of the anime. So I get to appreciate that from that character and I'm eager to know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's 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 because when you when he hears those words, it's implanted in him. It's like a seed that's planted. And when his dad dies, he thinks the complete opposite is true. And it's like, no, he was wrong. There's you know, he my father was murdered. Like how how can he possibly think that there that no one has no enemies? Like what it what is that? That doesn't make any sense. And it's how little by little you see how those words he keeps on contemplating them. And then you see like little by little, like I can't believe that he said that. He was totally wrong. And then you start seeing how the seed starts to take fruit in its own way and its own slow process because it's a process and he's dealing with so much stuff and he i feel like he's gonna learn the hard way or at least up to this point he's learning the hard way of how to be like his father yeah the example that his father left him exactly and they i think it's also cool that that's it does not only stay on turfing but it's something that also spreads to other warriors that we get to know along the story. So definitely the example that Thor's gave was a really good example. And it's something that it's worth appreciating on this anime and that it is worth um, letting everybody know, hey, I, in my opinion, at least so far, that was a really good example. But on the other side, there are a couple of things that this anime promotes that we have to be cautious about. And it's this sense of constant war. And of course, how I see this anime is that this anime develops in a way that it is a um, historical anime in the sense that it's, it's kind of like reading a book of history and it will develop by years and by places and you'll get to see it like a story but in a historical context the thing about this is that it is so realistic this anime is so realistic that you will start asking questions out of this anime and questions about the history real history that we know and the, one of those questions could be okay but what about the war why does it have to be war? Why is there? The, why is the church promoting the war? What is happening right now on the war? And that is something that I think it's really important for us to know. Because as believers, sometimes we tend to think that the church did not have anything to do with the war. Or if you are a Protestant, you will think, oh, that's the Catholics' fault. Don't mix us with them because uh, that's their stuff. But we all have to remember that by the time, we were all the same church. And not only that, we come from the Catholics. So the church does play a game uh, or does play a part on this uh, side of the story. And it's something that we have to remember. Yes, it might not be necessarily our whole fault, but the church 
did some stuff over there that we have to talk about. So how should a Christian see war? How should a Christian look back in the ages to the time of um, the Crusades and say, okay, how can I interpret this through the eyes of what the scripture says? And the first thing that we have to remember is that in the war, we can see the sin itself. We have to remember that we live on a fallen world. And I think this is something that I have mentioned several times on this podcast. We have to remember that we live on a fallen world. And that means that we will see how the sin has affected the different areas of life, of the world, of the creation. And this points us to the sin behind it. We have to know that we live on a fallen world. And war, it's a consequence of that sin that we committed. In, the, in God's original plan, the war was not part of it. We were supposed to be at peace. It was supposed to be a perfect world. But then sin entered into the world. And the war, the death, the killing started to happen. And it didn't take too long before, before the first uh, homicide existed on the Bible, which was Cain killing Abel. We know that the war exists, and we know there are consequences on the war. Now, how should a Christian consider war on a Christian perspective and thinking about the Crusades? That is one of the, I will say, biggest topics that are considered in this anime. And I'm not trying to say, oh, once again, I'm not trying to say, oh, it wasn't our fault. Or us, the Protestants, we don't have anything to do with that. Because up to a certain point, hey, God's church is God's church. Whether it was the Catholics at that time or whether it's the Protestants at the time, we have to understand that, hey, the church have a, some part on that. And I have to remember, and we have to remind us that, when we hear about history or when we learn about history, we also have to learn that the people behind history are humans. Therefore, as they are humans, they are sinners. Therefore, everything we do will have some sort of aspect of sin. Now, are we saying that what the people on the Crusades did was something good? The answer is no. We know that what happened on the Crusades, which was killing people because they did not believe on the same faith as them, that is completely wrong. Or to push some, some, someone's faith into somebody else, that's also wrong. Because the Bible teaches that that's a personal decision. And that's something that you have to make. But what happened on that time, the believers made a decision. And they said, okay, whoever opposes, it's going to die. Was that right? No, that was a terrible decision that was made at the time. But it was because we are sinners. We cannot excuse that part of the history. But at the same time, we cannot say that the whole thing was a, a, a whole mess. Even though it was a mess, there was something good that came out of that. 
And later on, when the Protestants came, they realized that that was a big mistake, a huge mistake. And for that reason is that we started to, uh, to appreciate, to promote freedom of religion. Because at the end of the day, we got to understand through this terrible thing that Christ is a personal decision. And it's not something that you can impose to other people. It's not something that you can just tell, hey, uh, you have to do it. Otherwise, we're going to kill you or otherwise you're going to die. Yeah, you'll die on, the, on the eternity. But it's not up to you to bring that judgment upon them. The judgment is supposed to come from God, not from men. Right, because then we would we would just be another communist, you know. We would just be d dwelling into communism at that point. Like, if you follow our rules, I mean, if you don't, we're gonna kill you. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But we also have to remember that that happened to the church at the time. The church was so involved into politics. The church, <laughs> next to the government, they were almost the same organ. They were the same, they worked in the same team. So for that reason, it was really difficult for the church to be separated from politics. And most of that that happened at that time was because of politics. Once again, I'm not trying to excuse this church because yes, many bad stuff happened over there. But why did that happen? Because of men's sin. Later on, Uh, as believers, as Christians as well, we started to promote also the separation between the state and the church. And that was something positive that came out of this whole mess. Why? Because we realized that we cannot be focused on the matters of this world and at the same time to take care of the matters of the spiritual life. For that reason is that... It, Even though it was a whole difficult, horrible, terrible thing that happened, something good came out of it because we got to realize that that happened. Another thing that I saw, and this is more, um, more specific into the anime, I was telling Manny the other day that I was watching one of the episodes. And there is one character who is a prince of uh, the kingdom. I think I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> he is the prince of England and there is a point in which this character he, at the beginning I used to see him and he will have a fervent faith to the point that uh, when one priest was uh, mistalking or speaking bad about God he went and he confronted the priest and he goes like hey what are you doing how dare you to say those things about God but as he kept living through the war And as he kept going through the war, he also started to develop a secular point of view, a terrible point of view in which he gets to hate God for what is happening. I was like, wow, I really, really, really like this character, but you have just messed it up so bad. <laughs> I felt terrible when I saw the character in that way. But I understand that as well. Why? Because, and we can see that in the anime, he got this through the war with the Vikings, but in reality, this happened after First World War because people's, people was so focused on the church. 
and they had their hopes in church and the church was the one that was going to save them and the church was the guide and the church was this and the church was that and God was this and God was that and then when the first world war came they said hey the church led us into this whole mess we cannot continue to depend on the church we cannot continue to depend on God we have to depend on ourselves and then the world started to to think and that's what it came later known as the illustration they started to think the problem the solution is not found in God the solution must be found in us we are the center of the world we are the ones that build our future we are the ones that are going to make this world a better place the solution is found in us and that is also completely wrong because at the end of the day we are putting on our faith on something that it's fallen number one that it's broken that it's incomplete that can fail us even to the people that we love we are going to fail them and what is the example of that the second world war when the world thought oh now we are in our biggest point because creations are coming up art is flourishing everything is going better then the world realizes oh a second world war came and then they realize the answer is not in us because the same mistake that the church made which was leading us into a first world war was the same mistake that we just made on the second world war and this has to point us to where the real solution is the real solution is not in the church the real solution is not in ourselves but the real solution is in Christ alone amen and that's something that we have to remember and this anime we have to be aware of that because that character starts to think oh i'm mad at god oh uh, if god cannot do something about it i'm gonna do something about it that is not the right position for us to make because we have to remember we are not god we fail in many many areas we don't have the power to change many things we don't have the abilities to do many things and in most of the things we have to depend on something or someone bigger than us now the problem is what are we going to trust on or where are we going to lean are we going to lean in the world or are we going to lean in god this is something that we have to consider when the times of struggle come where am i going to run to am i going to run to myself to what i can do or am i going to run to god and the answer should be pretty clear to any believer we should focus and we should run to god when the things go south even when he's not going south even when he's going north we should still focus on god but especially when the things are going south we should focus on god we should love him we should run to him because only in god alone it's our provision only in God alone it's our security only in God alone it's our comfort that's where we should feel comfortable in God alone so that's something that I'd like to encourage everybody that watches this anime be aware about this because 
even though the anime does not necessarily or explicitly promotes it, it is still a point of view that it's out there and it's a lie that we can sometimes believe that we don't need a, about any God, but on the other hand, that we are gods ourselves and we can do whatever we want or whatever we propose ourselves. And that's a secular point of view that it's still out there in the world. So if we are truly believing that, then we're truly wrong. And we have to run to God because over there is the only place that we will be able to be safe. And we also need to remember that God allows free will for everyone to choose good or evil. So some people, for example, in, in the prince's situation, there are a lot of people who don't believe the same thing that he does, don't believe in Christianity. They believe in war. They believe in fighting. They believe in violence. So what happens is he gets upset because the world is in such a way, but in reality, it's humans that have made that decision, not, you know, God making that decision for them. You know, so we have to remember that everyone has free will to choose what, what they do with their lives. Because if, you know, God is all powerful, but he's not gonna, he's not gonna go against the free will of man either. So it's really important for us to remember that when we think about, you know, people's decisions and stuff. And why are people so evil? Why does why God doesn't stop them? Um, you know, to a certain extent, he does in the sense of like, he'll limit it, but the people will make the decisions that they make. Rather than say that they have free will, I will say that their their decisions matter. And why do I say this? Because at the end of the day, we know, and now I'm making this declaration, and this is what I believe. Only believers have free will. Now, I know this sounds crazy to you, Manny, but hear me out. I do believe that only believers have free will. Why? Because we can truly decide what is right and what is wrong. Why, do, why does Eva say so? Well, because in the Bible, we can see that the only way to do something truly good, it's when that's something that glorifies God. And how can something that does not come with the motive of bringing glory to God be something good? According to the Bible, only the things that come with a heart to glorify God are good. All the other things are trapos de inmundicia. Yeah, but isn't there a verse where, for example, where Jesus says, you know, you who know how to give good gifts to your children, how does, how, 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 how would you think that, how much more is God's gift to his people? And I'm, Paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah, no, I know you're paraphrasing. <laughs> But those texts or that text, it's talking about good gifts. It's not talking about free will, which is a different topic. Now, why do I say that a non-believer does not have free will? Because at the end of the day, the non-believer does everything for his own glory and for his own purpose. Even those things that we would consider as good, They are doing them because 
hey, I want to bring glory to myself. I want to show off. I want to uh, other people to see how good I am or how great or how uh, generous I am or how a good person I've been. But yeah. that's, that's part of the free will. They're choosing to do that. I think what, what he's trying to say is more of they're, they don't have free will because they're kind of a slave to their own desires or or sin. I mean, that's something that you could see in in, um, in this series even. Um, after, you know, Thorfinn's dad died and, and he had this, this hatred and, and um, you know, desire for vengeance and, and like, you know, for, for the death of his father, he he still says like he has the freedom to, uh, he meets a character along the way, you know, and, and they have a discussion and, and he, they, the character asks him if, if they are free, if he is free, if he has freedom. And he says that he, he is free. He's free to do whatever he, he wants. You know, he's not anybody's servant or anything, but that's not the reality. You know, he's not free because he's, he can't abandon this, this path of vengeance that he started. You know, he has no purpose without that path. And at this point, thank you, Michael, for helping me out uh, over there. But at this point, I also want to say it's free will. It's only for those that could do that could decide between the good or the and the evil. But the people that is not a believer, the non-believers, according to the Bible, all their actions are evil in front of the eyes of God. So they cannot choose between good and evil. They always go through evil or they always go to evil. So how, how can that be called free will when you can only choose evil? Do you know what I mean? I disagree. <laughs> I still think because the scripture says that everyone has some knowledge of the fact that there is a God, that there is a creator. So I feel like there is a decision that they make. I feel like that evil that, that, that they do is part of their free will. Maybe it's not in their strength to choose good because God intervenes in that, in that way. But at the same time, they do take responsibility for that choice. Then how could that be called free will if you cannot choose what is right? It is free will because you... Can you choose good? But you have the, res you have the responsibility to either choose good or bad. But having the responsibility doesn't necessarily mean that you can choose between any of those two things. That's where I'm going to... <laughs> I understand what you are saying and it's okay to disagree, but yeah, that's my position on that take. Now, coming back to the anime, because we've gotten a little bit uh, through the tangent, I think that that point of view is something that we have to be really careful about. And that's something that we should really, 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 really be careful to consider. I like the anime so far. I will tell everybody that you have to be careful because it's violent. <laughs> no, I, you don't I like it. <laughs> I truly have liked it. It has, it has, it, it, even though it has been slow, I really like the story and I really like where the story is going to. Now, if you ask me, Sebas, will you make the mistake of watching it at 11 at night? 
Of course not. I'm going to fall asleep and sleep like a baby. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch I it right. I have to watch it the right way. And for that reason, I have to watch it awake. <laughs> so I like the story, how it, how it has been developing. And I want to know what happens next. So I will continue watching the second season that it's already out. But because of those things that I've seen, also the fact you have to be careful because it has violence, blood, and that's normal because we are talking about the context of war, but that's something that if you are, um, now it doesn't have crazy blood, but if you are sensible to blood, you have to know that it has some sort of blood over here. I, thought, I think, I think I would yeah, say I was like, what? Crazy blood, bro. <laughs> what anime are you watching, bro? <laughs> you think, I mean, in my opinion, for a war anime, it doesn't have that much. Even though there is a lot of death, we, we, we can agree on that. There's a lot of like dismembering of limbs and, and all yeah. that stuff like you know yeah you know what <laughs> when i watch movies from the second world war i see much more blood than that just saying just leaving that out there <laughs> but yeah it does have a lot of blood it does have violence it does have uh, these values and i think that's something that you have to be really worried about because that's a reality in our world i'm not gonna give it a red flag because i don't think it reaches that point yet but I'll give it a yellow flag for now. All right. Yellow flag. Sounds good to me. Cool. Your um your sermon was quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but um but yeah, that was good. That was good. I really liked all the points that you made. And definitely the part where you can bring a historic point of view of all of this and put it all together was valuable gem completely so thank you for that that was really really good which is why i was so excited to have this conversation with you sebas about <laughs> in the saga because you have that that knowledge so that was really good after me for a while to watch this anime or to talk about this anime but i didn't want to talk it out without having watched the whole thing and because it is so slow yeah it will be one episode per night so it took me 24 nights to finish this anime <laughs> 24 nights all right all right so Sebas starts out with a yellow flag so now mr mike let's have you um give us your points your point of view the good things that you saw from the anime the bad things that you saw from the anime and what flag you would give vinland saga yeah, um, I mean, to start off, uh, I love this anime. Um, I think it has, I mean, obviously it has a lot of action because it has to do with the war and, and such. Um, and, you know, I think I, I love action, but I think that the gem that really made this anime, like, that made me love this anime was the monologues and dialogues that were in this anime that it, it just got you thinking, like, and you could see inside the the thoughts of the the characters and and you could really sense get a sense of their personality and what they were feeling and and thinking in that moment um before i get into that though i think you know obviously that there are bad things you know that we've already established like violence you know a lot of violence you know that's all this not all the anime is about but it's constantly in the anime you know there's probably never going to be an episode without 
blood or or fighting or, or any of that nature. And that and that's definitely part of the whole point is to fight someone. You know, like the whole point of the fir- the main character is to get revenge. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like you know he trains to to fight and how to fight and this and that and that's you know it it's fighting is going to be a normal thing in his anime yeah i do however um unlike manny and sevas i did um watch a a good portion of season two um i will say you know without spoiling anything that does change um in season two um i think that season two is a lot more uh how can i say this mental health oriented more therapeutic more yeah so everybody says and i don't know for a fact because i've just heard things but everybody says that it's a lot of talking (laughs) yeah more than in the first season (laughs) yeah that definitely is so i don't know if sebas would would enjoy that (laughs) don't don't (laughs) let that scare you sebas (laughs) Um, i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it just if that if that last one took 24 nights this one's gonna take like 40 something (laughs) (laughs) no no i feel like that's something good like um when you when you watch something, most of the time you kind of turn your your brain off. You know that's, and that's why you know watching so much entertainment all day every day is is very bad for you because you kind of lose that sense of of being able to reflect on things and think. But in you know especially the second season of this series, I found myself actually thinking a lot. You know because there was so much dialogue, and it's not just fighting and 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 being entertained and, and seeing what's in front of you, but actually um, analyzing, you know, what is going on, the words um, of, of the characters and, and the situation. So, yeah, I, I think that um, the dialogue and, and monologues were, were definitely a big part in, in this anime. And that's definitely something that I'm sure everyone who starts off watching Vinland Saga is waiting for, looking for, because be- because of this trauma that that Thorfinn goes through, he evolves in the wrong way. And then you want to see him come back. You want to see that redemption. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. To, to kind of start off on the same boat that, that Seba started off, um, uh, Thorfinn's dad, um, um, Thor's, I believe his name was, um, he's a great example. Um, of he has a lot of good values that we can like we can get out of, of as 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 christians that we can follow yeah um i see i see it as um him being more of an elder kind of like how we have elders in the church who have experienced things in this world you know the the nastiest things in this world you know sin uh they've experienced it firsthand and they're kind of warning people who you know they don't know anything about it and stuff about those things you know and you can see that you know when he's obviously telling his son like hey you know as many was saying you have no enemies like you know you know there's no need to fight and and such um right and you know obviously even though like the way that thorfinn kind of ignored that message you know at thor's death um it it's kind of the same way i see it. it's a parallel of how maybe when like elders are telling us something um in the church and we ignore that it leads to bad consequences you know we think we know more than than them you know 
Um, right. And that's kind of just a parallel that, that, that I that I saw there. Um, and that whole thing obviously also started Thorfinn's descendants of vengeance and, and hatred that you see throughout the entirety of, of, of season one. Um, and obviously, again, it's this is something that we should not follow. You know, we're told like we should forgive at, at any chance, even if no matter what the other person has done to us, um, we're called to forgive each other the same way that Christ has forgiven us, even though we've done the most horrible of things, you know, against him. And we keep sinning, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, so, and that's something that mm, it's explored in season two, I will say. Um, and, and I'm glad for that, you know, that we can see that change. And I think that, um, you know, a Christian can kind of relate to that, how maybe before they were a Christian, they, they were so caught up in, oh, I'm not forgiving this person unless I do this or, or kind of keeping resentment um, for somebody. But, you know, when obviously you're, you become a Christian and you're called to forgive a brother you know, or, um, or a sister, no matter what they've done to you. Um, they can kind of relate that to this to this anime. I will say also that the the people involved in the war they've been through it so much that they've become desensitized to violence and and what war is essentially. They they've I think they've even put it like on a on a pedestal and and saying that you know dying in war is something to to be proud you know to find pride in. Yeah, the greatest way that you can die. But that's also part of the Nordic religion, and that was part of their beliefs, yeah. which I think the anime made a great um, made a great point on uh, how the Nordics used to see that, because they would think that they were born warriors, and the only way to go to their heaven, if we can call it that way, was through fighting wars but dying as true warriors, as real warriors, as, uh, uh, how can I say it? You had to do something big in order for you to go to heaven. So that's why they wanted to picture that over there. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like I was saying, they, they've grown, even though it's in their religion, they've grown desensitized to what the value of life is, you know, what, you know, the violence that they're causing, the, the killing that they're doing, like, um, I know there's scenes where they even kill like children and this and they don't, it's, it's just normal to them, you know? And in that same way, Oh, we could say like, Oh, I'll never be a murderer or anything, but we're still sinners at the end of the day, just like them. And we can grow desensitized to our own sin if we're not careful and, and we're not conscious and, and being held accountable by, by other brothers. Right. Uh, also another thing that, 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 that I saw is because Thorfinn's life, in this moment is, is centered around vengeance and hatred there. he really has no purpose outside of this. And let's say, um, you know, um, something happens to that certain path where he cannot achieve whatever he wants anymore. You know, what, what, what does he have then? You know, how, how is he going to react? You know, how is he going to keep living his life? Right. Um, and that's something that, the, that even I can relate to, like, if, if I didn't have Christ, like what, what would my purpose in life be? Like just go through the motions of life every day, just, just work, um, you know, get as much money as, as, as I can until like I need something else to, for my heart to, to, to satisfy my heart, you know, like, 
it's just it everything's temporary you know and i, I think that um th that that's the point that i'm getting to everything in this world is temporary and like thorfinn's vengeance and hatred for like these people or for this person it's all temporary and then at the end of the day when it goes you know what else is there you know the only thing that that is eternal and and firm enough where we can place our our happiness is is christ um so yeah, yeah. um moving on now to the the my favorite part the monologues and dialogues mm -hmm. um there were many things that i loved in these um, and these parts and these scenes and, and many things that uh, we could take away from them as well. Um, I will name one in specific. It was um, with the prince that, that Sebas was talking about before. And, and there's also a priest in this. I will try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. <laughs> um, um, but I, I will try to give a little bit of context um, as, as to what's happening in the moment. So, I mean, they're obviously they're in the middle of war and, you know, the prince and the priest are kind of trying to determine what love is. Um, you know, that's that's a question that I'm pretty sure any human would would ask themselves throughout life. You know, what what is love? And obviously, we know God is love. You know, we we know we know what love is, not because of ourselves, but because we have an example through God and what he's done for us. Um, I'm going to say a quote, and, and uh, the priest said, he is dead and therefore more beautiful than anyone alive. And if I know it sounds like really weird, but if you just... He, you mean like he's talking about himself? No. So they were in the middle of war, right? And they were trying to determine the meaning of love. And, uh, well, he was getting there, but he pointed to a dead body on the battlefield, and he said... He is dead and therefore more beautiful than anyone alive. Wow. And that's something that completely yes. went over my head when I first watched this this anime. I only noticed it, like how deep that is when, when I watched the scene again, like on YouTube. And again, that goes with the whole, you really need to focus when you watch this anime because there's little subtle things like that where um, it goes it goes a long way. And gems, the little nuggets. Yeah, literally. But it's uh, it's basically saying like we're we're so like evil innately in us like and and sinful that when a person dies and and like it, it's it's they're better off dead than when they were alive because that like how the priest said in this anime they can no longer hate they can no longer steal you know they can no longer sin in that way. Um, and he he finishes off by saying it is death that completes a man and i think that that's something like so like that was bars bro he was spitting bars right there so <laughs> deep wow but at the same time and this was part of the struggle that i had now that you mentioned it mm -hmm. because that could lead to different point of views and yeah. one of them will be the okay so if everything is better of death then let's start killing ourselves. Why am right. I saying like, this? Because mm -hmm. it has happened before. <laughs> right. It's people yeah. thinking oh, I'm just better off dead. So I just stop making mistakes and I don't ruin my life or other people's life. So I'm just going to take away my life. 
And when the priest said that, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there you are, priest. How <laughs> dare <are> you? Yeah. <laughs> With more reason, the prince uh, rebuked you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It is deep. But at the, certain, uh, at the same point, you have to be really careful on how you take it. Yeah, you have very, to yeah discern that with with, <laughs> with with the spirit of God, bro. Because, yeah. yeah, I can see how you can take that completely the other way. And like you and I, we can take that, you know, with with like, wow. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. and that's why you need. That's why we should when we interpret um, a scripture or, or anything like any spiritual word or, or thought. We should do it with the context of the entirety of scripture and not just one part, you know, because, okay, yeah, death is something beautiful and it's it's us being released from our sins, but life is also valuable, um, you know, like like the, the Bible says. And, and even furthermore, you know, like suicide is something that's considered a sin, you know, it, because you're destroying a life. Even though it's your own life, you're still destroying a life that's still murder in a sense. So that's why we, we should think about the entirety of Scripture, the whole Bible, when we come to something like that. And now that you mentioned this, I don't want this to turn into a spoiler. I'm going to try to, as well as Michael says, <laughs> take it uh, as a spoilerless as possible. But that quote from the, um, the priest, did you notice that that helped to evolve the train of thought of Canuto, the prince? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely saw it, yeah. So that, just that talk that the priest had influenced this character to think, you know what, the answer is not in God, because God wants us all dead. The answer is in ourselves. <laughs> so that's where we should uh, build our future from now on. Yeah, and that, that's also a, a warning as well as when, if we're discipling someone, if we're preaching to someone, we can, the same way that we can help them, we can also be harmful to them. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. Um, that's why we have to be very careful in, in how we interact with people, you know, and, and specific to their their own, um, how, how to say it, sinful tendencies or, 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 you know, the thoughts. You have to know already the thoughts that they already have, you know, so not feed those sinful thoughts even more. I, would I wouldn't say. say that you necessarily have to know their thoughts, but... When we talk about the priest and when we talk about Canuto, one thing, one thing that I've noticed and that I was told, this is just me, myself, Sebastian, asking mm -hmm. myself. When they were talking about love, when, when they were talking about war, when they were talking about death, they never quoted the scripture. They never yeah. mentioned, oh, because the Bible says, or because Jesus says, or no, there was no knowledge of that. And that's when I said the main problem with these characters and their point of views is that they have a point of view based on their experiences, which are horrible. Why? Because they are going through war. But they don't have any rooting, any, anything to keep them ground to what their world truly is. Yeah. And where, where do we find that as believers? It's in the scripture. That's why we have to train ourselves to think biblically. That's why we have to read our Bible, because that is what is going to give us the right perspective about the world.
And mm -hmm. when you disciple someone or when you are helping somebody, you have to remember, I have to help them. I have to talk to them, not with my own words, but with the words of God, the words of wisdom, the Bible. There is no true discipleship outside of the Bible. Only in Christ, Christ alone is the provision to all of our needs, even our discipleship needs. And that's something that we also have to remember whenever I'm helping somebody or whenever I'm trying to correct somebody or whenever I'm trying to work on something with somebody, I always have to remember, hey, it's God's glory first, it's God's worth first. And that's something that we have to do constantly. Yeah, for sure. Um, another scene that, that I really liked and I think we can get a lot out of was when... Um, there was three people praying, you know, um, and, you know, they were labeled as Christians, you know, obviously the priest, um, the prince and, and somebody else. Um, and in this moment, the, the priest was kind of, uh, I guess, expressing his, his inner feelings to God. Um, they were, you know, praying for the dead. And then the, they were kind of surprised how the priest went off on his own to kind of express himself to God and, and, he was saying how he was kind of questioning and thinking, you know, if if God loves all men, you know, equally, whether they be good or bad, even though, you know, we know everybody's bad. Um, but I guess he's saying, you know, Christian people and, and non-believers, um, why, why does he test everybody despite their helplessness, you know, despite how sinful they are and how they, they can't help themselves? Like, why, why does he, why would god make the world like this in a way or why would he um i, I don't know how to how to say it like how, how would god why why would god make make it so that we would have to go through this when he could have just made it so that you know everybody's good in the end you know in a way and and the priest admits that you know he he's he doubts god's love in that moment and I have mixed feelings about this because I think that um, in a way we should question our faith. You know, we should ask questions. So it's not just blind faith, which is, I feel like what happened next in this scene where, um, you know, when the priest admits that he doubts God's love in this scene, the prince kind of, you know, lashes out at him. He's like, Hey, you can't say that. Like, like, you know, he um like he, he's seeing it kind of as, as blasphemy in, in in the priest expressing his feelings in that way. And I see this as I feel like the prince in that moment was kind of blindfully believing in the sense that um he didn't want to question or ask those questions because he just wanted to believe like without any like he, he thought that if we ask those questions, then we're going to be proved wrong in a way. So he he just rather not just ask those questions and, and just keep believing. And I think, like I said, it's good to ask questions. And I think that it can, although it could be detrimental to our faith and we have to be careful with that, it could also help to make it even stronger and strengthen our faith. Yeah, I feel like that can fall into, into examining yourself, right? Like the scripture says, you examine yourselves to see if you are of the faith. And I feel like with God, there is a safe space to be honest. 
there is a safe space where you can talk to God and you can express your doubt. You can express the things that you're thinking because those are very real thoughts. And they're 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 real because you you not only do you feel them but you know maybe what you're going through is making you feel that way is making you think that way and knowing that we have a god who sympathizes who sympathizes for us we know or we should know that we can come to him and let him and tell him um about our struggles, about what we're struggling with, about how we're thinking, about our doubts, our questions. And I feel like we also need to remember that knowing the answers to everything isn't it isn't like that's that's not gonna happen for us. With with our with our finite minds, with us, you know, being being uh, ever-changing human beings until the day that we die, we will always continue to learn. We'll always continue to know new things. And we won't know all the answers to everything. And God, he leads us through not knowing. That's part of what keeps us going, in a sense. Because if we know everything, then we'll be like, oh, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I already know everything. Why, why work to, you know, learn new things? It, it, it doesn't make sense. So God uses the unknown for us to move. Okay. I don't know why I'm going through this, but let me search the scriptures. Let me search God's word to see what he says about this. And then in that process, you learn to lean on God. You learn to not lean on your own understanding. You learn to, to come to him for the unknown and say, God, I trust you with the stuff that I don't know. And the stuff that I do know, please help me to be obedient in in that because that is part of the process of everyone. So I feel like that's, that's we have to remember, it's, it's good, it's healthy to be honest with all of the bad and negative things that we think and bring it to God so that God will deal with us in with, with God will deal with that through his 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 sanctification for us because that's part of his will for us the sanctification and if how can we not how can we be sanctified if we're not confessing all of our sins all of the evil thoughts that we have if we're not confessing all of those things bringing it up to God because that way we can be cleansed by God, by Christ. We can be cleansed by his blood and we can begin a process of sanctification. That is part of the process. Yeah. And on the same note, I will say that Christian faith, it's a rational faith, which means we have answers for the most important questions that we should ask ourselves. There, there might be questions that as Manny says, we won't know the answers, but then for that reason, we, have and we learn to rest in that there will be things that are revealed to us which are the things that got revealed to us through the bible and there will be things that are secret from us and only god knows the answer but at the end of the day we can rest of the character of the god that made those things our god is a good god our god is a wise god our God is a saint God and nothing bad is going to come out of him. 
So even those questions that we have that we cannot answer, we can rest that our God has a good answer for them. And our faith has also answers for them, whether we know them or we don't. <laughs> but there is still an answer for them. Yeah, and I think in that moment um, when the priest admits that he's doubting God's love in that moment, who knows if after that statement, you know, he would have been like, like, okay, I, I'm doubting your love in this moment, God, but help me to to feel peace and relief in, in this moment. You know, help me, even if I don't understand, help me to to submit to your will, Lord, and and to trust you in this time. You know, even though all, all I see in front of me, Lord, is, is bad and, and, and stuff, I, I know that you have a plan and that that you are sovereign. And and I think that also the um the prince, even though he was kind of blindfully, you know, believing in this time, later in the story he does ask these same questions. You know, he does think about how evil the world is. Um, but I think that he did go the wrong route, you know, which is what we have to be careful for. You know, he, he understood how evil the world is, how evil man is. And and he has knowledge even of scripture. Like he he says, like we gain knowledge, but lost something in return. And he's you know talking about the beginning. You know, when man ate from the the tree of 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 wisdom, um, or of knowledge, and and obviously we gained knowledge of what is good and evil. But you know, at what cost? But but the prince still goes on to say that since God has banished us, you know, from from His presence, he does the error of thinking that he can, you know make up for it he himself can make up for it in the sense that oh you banished us from paradise so we're going to build a paradise down here which makes no sense at all because we are incapable of doing that you know that that should not be the response that we have and instead we should ask for forgiveness and 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 mercy um, to god in that moment right and now in this case he's trying to be god he's trying mm -hmm. to do he's trying in his own is in his own way in his own point of view to be better than god yeah and one more scene um that stuck out to me before I, I give my my flag was i don't know if you guys remember um but there was this christian girl who had stolen a ring um from from this marketplace and that whole scene the scenes that followed with her were just they were they were like they were crazy, you know. I'm not gonna spoil, you know, what happens in depth, but but um, after you know she steals this ring, um, obviously you know she's Christian and she understands what she's done is wrong and and she feels despair and and guilt for having done it. That being said, there's like a three second like moment where she looks at the ring and she's like, oh, but it's so pretty, like, and we could just relate that to how like attractive sin can be you know even though we know it's wrong it's still something that's attractive to us and it's still gonna lure us in even though we know it's wrong and it's kind of that conflict of of denying yourself of that desire of of of, of the attractiveness to to follow god and i mean yeah in that moment she was trying to repent but at the same time she was still tempted by by that object you know and Something that really caught my attention that she said was, I should have never went to the market if I had no money. 
which is like yeah because that just opens that opened the te- the, the temptation for her to steal that ring in the right. same way that we know we shouldn't do certain things if we know that it's going to lead us to sin you know if she right. never wants to go ahead uh, i was just going to say right it's like it's like man bro i'm i'm struggling man like like you know the um lesson for women and this and that and i can't help myself and go into them and this and that and i'm like and then you ask him like oh where, where was you at i was at the beach yeah. come on bro <laughs> or i was at the club my guy are you kidding me come on dude <laughs> oh i was at south beach dude <laughs> if you know your struggles why are you putting yourself in that position to you just you're sabotaging yourself yeah and something happens later in the story and she sees the consequence of her sin you know it wasn't just oh i stole this ring and and you know i saw from that person but something else happened and she's like which is really big <laughs> and she obviously reacts like she, she sees you know the, the the consequence of it which is the same way all, all of our sins, even though we, we may think that they're so little, they have huge consequences, uh, whether they be in this world or, you know, on our spiritual selves, you know. So later in the story um, as well, um, you kind of just see her walking and and she comes to this image of just staring at this guy. And, and from what I can understand, because I feel like everybody can convey that scene differently, I feel like she's real like she's just in awe of 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 she's just contemplating god in that moment and she's just stuck like looking at the sky and, and yeah she's just in complete awe in, in that moment of and, and fear and amazement and shock you know of god's existence she's kind of having exist how do you say that? existential crisis in that moment and i feel like that's something that i mean at least i can relate to you know those moments where something happens in your life and you just like you just think about everything, like everything in your life and how like the implications of everything, the effects of everything. And then, yeah, it's just like it, it shows how small you are and how big God is. And, and yeah, it just shows the awe of God. And with that being said, I do think that I will give this, even though I would love to give this a green flag, I will have to give it a yellow flag. <laughs> I would love to give this a light, light green, dark yellow <laughs> flag. You truly want to go through that way? I don't think there is any way to for this to get a green, green flag. Yeah, but I, I think that... I mean, yeah. unless you yeah. twist logic like Manny and attack yeah. on Titan, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> yeah, I have, my, I have my reasons. And I still defend my reasonings for attack on Titan. But this is, I mean, let's remember because this, for in this anime, for example, imagine a full redemption of the main character of the family or whatever. Yes. Yes. If there's a full redemption, the flag color can change. And that's guy. why I want to, ah. me knowing the context of season two and where this anime is going to that's why i would like to give it 
you know a better flag because it's it's going a better route i feel like and it's 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 going full circle you know in, in my opinion but i my feel friend, like there's still beliefs it's that, a yellow flag with the have, symbol we have to always remember that these people get paid <laughs> so that they can get us crazy so sometimes we think that the anime is going a certain route and then boom <laughs> it goes the total op opposite no no so, but, but, but I, i truly think like the, the character development like is definitely you know it, it's there they're they're getting better you know as 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 people as humans and it's not so sin and like god deprived as the first season was i i feel like um but i do think that there's still beliefs in there where you know how the priest was saying and, and the prince were saying that can be misunderstood and that's why i feel like there's there's a danger in that you know if if a new christian is watching this anime i don't think a new christian should watch this anime you know so that's why i, I do give it a yellow flag because they that could lead them to the wrong way of thinking you know if if they're not grounded um in in scripture so yeah yellow flag all right yellow flag for mike yellow flag for mikey sounds good two flags two yellow flags so far shall i bring um a controversial episode once again <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> At this point, I can't expect anything from him. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. So my points, my the good things I got out of it, the bad things I got out of it, and finally my flag. So first of all, I really enjoyed Vinland Saga for many reasons. Number one, I'm a bit of a sucker for shows with swords and horses and war. I I really like that theme for animes, for shows in general, honestly. And from the get-go, we see, you know, obviously this is going to be an anime with lots of fighting, lots of blood, lots of action. But what first caught my attention in this anime was that Thor fled the battle, right? The first scene, scenes. Thor fled the battle when he was obviously the strongest. And I was curious as to why. And then, you know, after the time lapse in that first episode, when he has his family, he says, he says the words to his son, you have no enemies. Nobody does. There is nobody who it's okay to hurt. And I found those words really interesting. And when i thought about it you know for us christians can we take those words and apply them in the same way and when i dug into that i said well i think the answer is yes and no so the question becomes do we have enemies and if we read the scriptures the scriptures teaches us that there are enemies of the cross right and which are people who they care nothing about Jesus Christ. They defame his name. They, they claim that he is not God, that he isn't real and he's not coming back. So the answer I would see here is that, yes, we do have enemies per se, enemies of the cross. But now the question becomes, 
is it okay to hurt them because they are enemies? And I wanted to share this scripture, book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 14, and then verses 17 through 19. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So, is it okay to hurt them? The answer is clearly no, because revenge is the Lord's. Regardless of that, though, Thor seems to be a man who takes care of people especially those who can't fight for themselves. You know, for example, the slave that came to him and and pleaded for for mercy, for help. And he was, he gladly, you know, bought his life and made him free. And, you know, that was, that was a huge deal. That said a lot about his, his character because everyone around him, or at least the, you know the 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 cities around him the normal thing was to was to just think of the slave and and give the slave back to its owner and whatever but he wanted to make that man free and that was very honorable of him to do and we can definitely take that example from him you know about caring about others our families and becoming a protector especially for us men, because that's exactly what he was for, for his village. So considering all of this, I was very interested in seeing how his son, young Thorfinn, was going to react to his father's example, his words, especially after his father's murder. And this moment is so crucial because after witnessing that, how does one not have the same feelings that Thorfinn has? of anger and to get revenge. Like that's just, that's going to come naturally. Uh, I, I can't think of, I don't think anyone in this world would go through that and not feel the same way that he did, that he, that he did. And that's how I know truly only by the spirit of God, can we be transformed to leave revenge to the Lord. But, Either way, this anime does a really good job of making you feel so sorry for Thorfinn. You know, for for him going through all that and having no friends or family around him. And, you know, I also like that this anime is a bit on the historic side, as we, as we mentioned. And that aspect interests me. And I'm also intrigued by this idea of Vinland which is a place of peace where there's no war and how everyone longs for that. And I know every one of us can relate with that desire. And for us Christians, that place is with Jesus. And I want to touch on this for a moment because the idea of heaven is not being in a place where everything is perfect. It's about being with the one who is perfect. And that is Jesus, who is God in the flesh. 
Without Jesus, there is no heaven. Some of us want to go to heaven, but without Jesus. But that doesn't exist. That feeling of being in heaven is being with Jesus. He is our living water that satisfies our souls and is the lover of our souls. So with that, I want to see how this idea of villain, especially since it's in the actual name of the show, of the anime, how it shapes the characters of this anime. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's something that I've also wanted to see. Like, once they get to this place that, you know, they've been describing, like, it's 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 heaven and on earth, in a sense. Um, I want to see what they're or what what Thorfinn's reaction would be, what what they would feel, you know, what their thoughts would be in that moment. Um, I think that's definitely something that everybody that's watching is anticipating. Right. Yeah. So, Vinland Saga has a lot of battles, lots of blood, cursing, and something that we've already kind of talked about is you know the criticism towards Christianity, since the Vikings believe in many gods like Thor, Odin those types of gods and you know as as um as we were talking about their reason for living is to die in battle with honor so they can make it to their version of heaven and this is definitely something we need to reject for many reasons first there is only one god the creator of the universe and everything in it and second dying in battle does nothing for you in the afterlife and you'd be dying in vain if you are not in christ you cannot purchase your way into heaven not even with a supposed honorable death that doesn't if you are not in christ even if you have an honorable death it does not give you a ticket to heaven even if you do the most honorable deed before you die or something or whatever you're the most yeah if you, even if you win the Nobel peace prize you know three times it does not give you a ticket into heaven if you are not in christ the issue is that we've sinned against an eternal god and the punishment for that is an eternal punishment the sentence fits the crime and this is something i know many people don't agree with because they think their sin is too small for such a great punishment but the issue is not what we've done but against whom we've done it so for example i can go to sebas and i can slap him in the face the worst thing that's probably gonna happen is He's probably going to might, might slap me back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or you are getting excommunicated. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but if I go slap a cop, I'm getting arrested for, you know, aggression towards authority. If you go slap a queen of England, uh, yes, you're going to probably die. <laughs> <laughs> or if you go slap Putin, for example, who is a oh dictator. Boy. Yeah. You'll start a whole war. Exactly. So imagine slapping God who is eternally greater than all of that. Than all of the, the all of that honor, all of that supposed honor that people have here as a king, as a queen, or whatever. 
that God is eternally more honorable than that. He is the definition of honor and a slap to God is eternal punishment. It's not about what we've done. It's about who we've done it against. And it's not just the fact that we've slapped God in the face with many of our actions, but it's in our very hearts that we slap God in the face. And it's not just once. It's every single day of our lives that we've done it multiple times, countless times. If we were able to take a projector screen and show your thoughts in the past two hours and for everybody to see, we, God sees all of that. All of those sinful thoughts that we have, God sees all of that. And we have to take that into consideration when we think about, you know, our sinfulness, about how sinful we really truly are. Because the the more that we that we see God, see how holy he is, we can see how sinful we really are. So considering the ridicule that they do towards Christianity in the anime, this is something normal because the world will always think Christianity is crazy. But it's like Michael said, if you're shaky in your faith, these scenes might do more harm than good. So, yeah, I agree with Mike with being careful with that and ground yourself in, in your beliefs before even attempting to watch this anime. So with all of this, in my, in my opinion, since, you know, I've only seen the first season so far, Mike has seen the second season and I have lots of hope for Vinland Saga with what he says. But even from the first season, I think this is a story that has a lot of potential. And I am looking forward to continuing to follow it where it goes because I, I enjoy the story. I enjoy the battles. And more than anything, I want to see what becomes of Thorfinn. So I feel like the greatest lessons are yet to come. There are some things we can apply to our lives in this first season and many things we can see that we shouldn't and should learn from. So for me, I have to give Vinland Saga a yellow flag. <laughs> Dang, I thought you were going to give it a green. <laughs> uh, yeah, for a moment I thought I was like, and he goes around the bush too much. I was like, come on, bro, say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's not like I like it has good values, but it has, you know, you have to take in, into consideration that the point of view that they have for Christianity here is very it attacks Christianity on a lot of different angles. So, you know, as a believer, you have to be grounded. You have to know what you believe in, and I feel like you know, for some of us. It will be good to see, to, 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 to watch this anime and see why they would think that, how they would think that, and then, you know, investigate for yourself. How would you, how, how would you have a conversation with someone who thinks that way? Because at the end of the day, you know, lots of things that they say are things that people say 
in 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 the real world and those are things that we need to be you know mindful of we need to know how to defend our faith and i feel like that can be a really good thing to 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 learn and i think that's part of what i like about this anime because it's too realistic even on the way that the characters think it's too realistic it reflects many of the beliefs that are now out there and that's why i think it's pretty cool that we can watch it so we can also learn what other people believe but if you are unsure of what you believe how can you get yourself or exposed to yourself to beliefs of other people that might harm you for that reason yeah i agree with you a hundred percent yeah uh there was one we should have said this at the beginning but there is like that i can remember like two cases of nudity in this anime um in really? season two i can only remember there's one because they do delve into like slavery a lot and and that you know female slaves and and, and whatnot um but i can't remember from season one if there's any i don't know if you guys remember any i remember a couple but i didn't talk much about it like wow a huge thing but yeah yeah it's something crazy but just a a warning you know for anybody who's you know vulnerable to those types of things yeah yeah i i feel uh, in the first season i really don't remember anything like that any nudity do you remember so i remember one specific uh when one girl got shot and they take out uh, her clothes uh to treat her but uh, it was still nudity <laughs> yeah I, i i feel like if it's if it's in the context of war like you know like in like the example that you just gave sebas because i don't remember that scene um and like slavery like you know if you're mature and that doesn't affect you in that way and it's not sexual you know for me it won't bother me if it's not in a sexual way but again anyone you know that's yeah a, that's every person is different everybody, is everybody knows their exactly everybody yeah, knows if it their bothers you then you know be be cautious of it be very cautious so i will say that i do remember a scene from the second season which because it does with slavery there's kind of like a farm owner and and you know he has slaves on that that land um and there's an instance where one of the slaves and being children have stolen something from him and for that reason he has to punish them now the farm owner himself is a very generous man you know he doesn't like to he's very kind with his slaves and he treats them like humans and stuff but the people around him they they see him you know and 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 to demand respect he has to do what he has to do you know and because who he is and because what the other person has done he has to punish them you know and even though he doesn't want to he does end up punishing the the children that um that stole from him and he does it with you know disgust because he doesn't want to do it in that moment but he's he's forced to in that same way i think we can parallel that to how god does not you know he doesn't enjoy you know punishing us and making us suffer you know it's not something that he delights in you know instead he does it because of who he is and what we've done against him you know and also because out of love out of you know a parent teaches their children discipline and disciplines them out of love because they want them to do the right thing and they want them to understand how it works and 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 
if you do something wrong, this is what happens. This is the consequence, you know? So, yeah, that's just something that I, I remember now. That happens on the second season, right? Yeah, it does. Okay. There's a, there's a verse that says, God does not desire for that anyone should perish. Ezekiel 33.11. Thank you, Deacon. <laughs> Deacon Samus. All right. So we all gave it a yellow flag. And we hope uh, you guys really enjoyed this episode. Quick shout out, as my usual <laughs> ending to these episodes have been. But quick shout out. Uh, we have listeners from a new country. So shout out to Saudi Arabia. So we really hope that you guys are, are you snapping your fingers like it's jazz? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to applaud our, uh, woo! No, I snapped. <laughs> also, request in the comments for One Piece so many can watch One Piece and then we can do a One Piece live review. Thank you. <laughs> That's I need a, a different topic, my friend, to talk about. <laughs> you wouldn't want a thousand episodes, Sebas. <laughs> we have a problem over there. Houston. I need to figure some kind of schedule out with that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's in the plan. It's just it's gonna be a while. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> a long while. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so thank you guys for listening to our episode. This has been our flag review on Vinland Saga. Please make sure to leave us a comment. Let us know how you would flag Vinland Saga. I'm curious to know what everyone, every, how everyone would flag this anime. So thank you guys for listening. And Mike, thank you again for being a guest. We definitely want you want to have you back on, on another episode in the near future. Yes, sir. I will be back. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me it's, it's been an honor it's been great so thank you everybody until next time grace and peace god bless bye thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the autonomy podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating you can also follow us on instagram and twitter at autonomy podcast until next time grace and peace Anyway, so later in the story, she obviously. <laughs> uh, this is. Michael, cierra la puerta. We we need to oh. we need to get we need to start a, a GoFundMe so that we can get a studio and then we never have to worry about <laughs> any sure. of this ever again. So let's get some money, bro. Let's 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 uh let's ask around for your rich friends, man. You got a lot of rich friends, Sebas. Rich friends. I barely paid rent this month. <laughs> barely. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you're rich. I said your friends are rich. <laughs> if I have rich friends, believe me, I wouldn't be barely paying the rent. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can fit this in without me interrupting. All right.